What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in This Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Sinan Hamden neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Takeout is cool, but delivery gets pricey. So, like a phoenix from the ashes, indoor dining is back at Forge Eatery. I use the analogy because the food is fire. It's a new approach to farm the table. No overalls, just dope food. Try my favorites, like the mushroom stew with pine nuts and ricotta, the cornmeal fried happy oysters, and the seared duck breast. Also, ask about the chocolate chip cookie tins. Mini chocolate chip cookies with a dusting of sea salt. Simply delicious. Head on over to ForgedEatery.com to check out the current menu options and make a reservation today. Forged is located at 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Hamden. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and my next guests are a vocal pop duo that has been dubbed the Queens of Electronic uh, Opera. Uh, In Baltimore, we have uh, Britt Olsen Ecker and Melissa Wimbish. We have Outcalls. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It's great to be here. Sometimes I do too much energy and I get ahead of myself. Oh my God, like, that was just so perfect. fantastic. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> just a skosh down, Rob. Just, just, eh. No. Um, <laughs> so, so real quick, I like to, um, for those who've not been initiated, not been dipped, I like to let the the guests really describe what they do because they can do it much better than I can. I can just say, oh, you do stuff. But <laughs> from your vantage point, describe what your work is about and what your backgrounds are. Like that. What's sure. our work about? Our work is about um, singing together as two women and leading a band and writing songs together. Um, we come from a, a classical music background, but both of us have always wanted to not just sing classical music. We've always been interested in all types of music. And, you know, we found each other about a decade ago and we're in cover bands together. We did singing Valentine's together. And then, um, we, you know, just organically moved into this this phase of writing our own music. And it's just been wonderful to, to see like the culmination of all those years of, you know, arranging songs that weren't ours and how we we kind of let that influence the way we arrange songs now. And also how we use our vocal training to um, to make our band just this really vocal, heavy um, sort of powerhouse. And then lastly, of course, we are we're friends and th- the way that that influences our our collaborative style and our in the way we run our business is just a joy. Yes. So that's us. That's great. And and also, I, because I, it's rare that I have two guests on at the same time. So just feel free to tag and just jump in. I don't. Cool. Me. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, of course. And I, and I think give me that one that, second. Sure. Sorry. Hey, Elliot. Can you get Jackson to play that upstairs? Yeah, we're, we're done. Thank you. Sorry, my no, okay. it's all good. It's all good. It was just distracting me. I don't know if you could hear it. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. Daniel Alexis will be editing this in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me see. Uh, I, I think like it's it's important when you're able to um, 
to work with a friend and be able to have like that same kind of like mindset? How, how important has that been for you to be able to find someone that kind of gets you and then you can create and collaborate with and actually like just re- do really cool stuff? Like you've had many projects. So it's We've how has that been projects. working with a good friend, with your best friend or have you? Yeah, it's great. I think there's a lot of good understanding that we have. We know how to communicate with each other. And we've been friends for 10 years now. I feel like it's been 10 years, if not more. So it's just been a journey of seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And because we've done so many different projects, I think we've really found a good stride in how we work together and what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, and how we can play into those um, and lift each other up even when we're feeling really trapped in those weaknesses. Yeah, totally. And I think we've... Over the years, we've really refined the way we communicate. You know, of course, when we first started working together, we didn't know each other as well. So, I mean, we've just gotten better at it over the years. And I think we've also made such a conscious effort to, like, be open with each other and to, like, say uncomfortable things to each other and to have awkward moments. Like, we've really worked hard to, to, like, not avoid those moments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just think it's, you know, it's and we're kind to each other. Yes. You know, and that's really, um, yeah, it, it's just the more and more with every, every single time we come to a new song together, it's just like we've grown in our yeah. way of communicating yep. and everything. It's great. Yep. And writing. Yeah. Right? And, right. And, the, and the way that the songs sound different now mm-hmm. than the first thing and are also our recording abilities have yeah. greatly improved, especially during COVID. Um, that's been really cool. Yeah. We push each other. Mm-hmm. We push each other. So it's good. Yeah, I think um, a lot of my uh, collaboration with different people I podcast with has just been a bunch of monosyllabics, a bunch of grunts, just like <clears throat> record, and and it just <laughs> it just it just works, I guess. Uh, so I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know, I don't know. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. Um, where where do you um, draw from for your artistic expression within music? Like, where do you draw from experiences, like other mediums? Uh, mm. I've I've had um, it, it was a question that's kind of stuck with me because I had a um, a jazz musician on, and he made the point to tell me that mm-hmm. yeah, I draw um, inspiration from like other musicians, but I've also drawn inspiration from food. And he made the point to say it's, mm. it's in various places. So where do you draw your inspiration from for your work, respectively? That's a great question. I mean, I think we both all you know we both reference music videos a lot. Not necessarily maybe a music video that happened, but we rep- reference a music video in our minds sometimes when we're writing mm-hmm. a song, like what well, this is what the music video would look mm-hmm. like. And, uh, you know, we've both done theater. Britt has done a ton of theater. And um, I think that, that that is always on our minds. Like, what is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we going to present it? Mm-hmm. Um, what's our dream video? Yeah. In the, in the story of the song, what's happening? So for No King, it was always this sword fight and this like, you know, petticoats and mm-hmm. kings, obviously, and beheadings. Like, beheadings. Some beheadings. Yeah. And, but we draw from a lot of experiences. I think a lot of the songs you'll hear on the upcoming album are taken directly from moments we've experienced, people we've met, things people have said to us and vice versa. Stay, for example, it was drawn directly from an experience Melissa had with an ex-boyfriend and it just, the song kind of just bloomed from that. So. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a song about, it's a song. The opening line is remember when you forgot my birthday. 
Right? Okay, and it's yes. a jam. Yes. All right, let me just tell you that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I love the face you just made. Yes, yes that did happen. It was, yeah. I, I, I was saying to Melissa, we... We had we did this for a recital she did. We performed it for a recital she did a few weeks ago. And I couldn't stop thinking about when we performed this song for the first time, which was at our album release show back in 2017. Yep. And I will never forget her now ex-boyfriend standing in the front row, like with his arms crossed, just looking <laughs> up at us with this faraway look on his face. And it's, it's a good image to draw on when you're performing that song because you have to have some attitude. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a real bonus there because one of my questions, I didn't have it in this initial grouping, but what's the memorable response to your work? Well, uh... that's, that is one of them. Yeah, that is one of them. And many people, many people like they after they hear that line in the audience yes they go oh, oh and, it's so <laughs> and i think that's great i want it always to be an invitation to react in those ways and laugh and make noise i think that's it mean it means it's working totally that's that's dope that's dope and yeah. it, it's it's actually you've already kind of touched on uh a the question i had and i'm gonna say it verbatim because why not uh what are some projects you've organized or been a part of that you're really excited about oh, oh my <laughs> gosh we're so we're obsessing with the album yeah we're so excited for our next album it's called greatest hits volume one and you know it's our third album and it's already a greatest hits album so let that be <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that, that's great. That's um, yeah. We were going back and forth. Like, should we do a greatest hits? We got some feedback that it might be co confusing because you know you hear a greatest hits and you're like, okay, I've heard all this music. Well, it's got a lot of new music, but we were just we just thought this is the best way to describe the feeling of the moment. Just how cocky we want to project yep. ourselves, and also you know all these other songs will be future hits. Yeah, totally. So we're very excited about yeah. that. Yep. We're getting that all together. Yeah. And it's really cool to putting all of it together. And, you know, some of the material is spans from 2017 to 2021. And it's really cool to see. Like, I wouldn't say, like, oh, our sound has changed because our sound has always just been this evolving thing from song mm -hmm. to song. Um, but it's really cool to just kind of see this representation of what we've really what we've accomplished over that that span. Yeah, of time. I was thinking just how far back the, some of the music comes from. And it's gonna be great to yeah. have it all together in one physical album yeah it's fantastic and uh, i'll be remiss if i didn't mention uh i enjoyed the recital i, I watched it actually a couple weeks ago Ooh, and i was like oh, this is great I, I don't yes. want to go in blind and like yeah let's oh i got some questions God, for I'm you i'm so glad you watched it <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for watching it that's great well oh, yeah. it, was, it was a big project for us um yeah big project yeah. for melissa melissa did a lot <laughs> of the work on her own. Well, Britt did a lot of work great. too, which was so thankful. I'm like, at first I was like, oh, I'll just do it all. I'm so glad Britt was like, girl, let me, let me <laughs> yes, do a few of these for help. you. <laughs> let me help. It's uh, just, if you, you want it to be good, it, it just is yeah, like, right. it's painstaking. Yeah. Especially it's, when it's, you don't really have a lot of video experience, you know? It's very well done. Uh, and definitely I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thoroughly entertained. I literally, I'm in my studio right now with this nice green screen behind me and I just put it on and just laid on the floor. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is great. Oh this my nice. Perfect. I love that. Consume. <laughs> just vibe it out. It's great. Um, that's awesome. So let's see. Uh, now I'm going to get to some hokey questions. I'm going to get into okay. some ridiculous love questions. It. Uh, great. so, um, most, 
useless talent that you have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Belching. I'm a great belcher. Really? Yeah. Like I remember, I remember belching the ABCs once all the way through. Excellent. I use it, but I did use it one time. And what was it? It was, it was a, I think it was an opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a staged song cycle, whatever. And I, there was one point where like, I was just sitting on a bench and this guy was singing the song to me and I had to belch like on cue. So I guess it's not totally useless, but I would consider it I mostly useless. I can't say useless. I've ever heard Melissa burp in front of me, which is saying something. All right. I'll expect it. <laughs> um, for I me, I think, I got, yeah, right. I know. Uh, useless talent. I do, can do a lot of weird cross-eyed stuff. Mm. Like I can cross one eye in and then look out with the other and like freak people out. Oh. I, I think that would be useless. I mean, unless I got cast in some sort of That's horror true. flick, but right. I don't see that in my future. I mean, that seems like talent, actually. Both of those. Ah! Uh, <laughs> that is, the eye thing, I think, is talent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. we'll, we'll see. Could, what, maybe we'll put that, that in a music, music video. video. Okay, oh. done. Done. We got there. There'll be an idea for that for sure. Just dancing in your pupil and just let us do it. Just move to the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. I want to know what some of the other useless talents are. Like, what what is something you've heard that's like, whoa? Okay, yeah, that's useless. Um, one that comes to mind it was an artist uh, that mentioned they had uh, really powerful sass. Like their husband just says, mm. you are the sassiest person. I don't know how useful it is because That's useful. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really it's work. It's extremely though. useful. It's like, like oh. her husband is really nice. So the sass doesn't really work. That's very interesting. Mm. So she sees, yeah, or they see it as useless. I mean, right? if you can get the sass out, sometimes it's just a matter of getting it out of your mm-hmm. system. Even if you get no reaction. Yes. Right. That's I what think. I think. I dig it. <laughs> so. This is this is actually very hokey, and it feels a little gauche to ask this, but um, let's see. Uh, shower singing. Do you sing in the shower? And if so, what is what songs? What's the go-to songs? What are you doing? Definitely. I mean, Girl everything. Calls. Everything. Girl yeah. Call songs. Yep. I sometimes like stuff I'm practicing. Jazz stuff, rhythm stuff. Mm-hmm. That's recently because I just I started taking voice lessons again, and her, my voice teacher's recommendation is just to do these things repetitively. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I believe repetitively. So. Re- okay, repeat, good. Yeah. I, you know, you when you hear words, you say words, and you're like, I don't Wait, think that, that was a word. word. Yeah, like did that with fruit the other day. Yeah, fruit. <laughs> like fruit. Fruit's fruit. a word. I know, but fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I know what she means when you say it out loud. You're like, what? That's a word. Yeah. Who came up with that? Well, anyway, that's, that, <laughs> to answer your question. Yes. Yes. That is. That's, that's a good me. idea. The rhythms. That's a, yeah, good, that's a like, good idea. She's got great rhythm exercises. Oh, nice. I'm loving it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Uh, especially if I have something coming up because it's just so gratifying to sing in the shower. Cause you know, sometimes you're singing, yeah, the steam, you're all like opened up and you know, it's usually echoey and uh, you, you know, your voice feels big. And I think sometimes when you're in like a really dead space, you forget that you actually have good technique and then in the shower you're reminded. So it's just like so nice. It's it's like always a positive experience. Especially if you can sing and we can Mm -hmm. sing. Damn straight. Mm -hmm. Right. I, (laughs) I do comedy bits in the shower or sing like old like 
H Town or Johnny H-Town? Gill. <laughs> okay, love <laughs> it. Comedy bits in the shower because it's like you know, as you just said, you want your voice to sound big. I want to act like I'm funny. It's like you're not a hack, Rob. And oh I just gosh. do my thing in the shower, and it's you've got uh, a great, great speaking voice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, thank you've got you. a great hosting voice. You mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. I, I I try. Um, so. Are there any hobbies that you may <laughs> dip into, right, that help you kind of rejuvenate that creativity? It's like, all right, I don't really know if I'm in a writing mood. Let me maybe play mm. play a video game or something, or maybe let me draw a picture or something. Is there any? Are there any hobbies mm. that kind of get you back in that space to help you reinvigorate your creative pursuits? That's a great question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, of course, everybody started fucking gardening last year, right? So, I mean, I just, right, I will just, I will just buy a plant. I know it's going to die, but I'll put it in the ground. You know, that's a hobby. Um, I mean, wow. I try. I definitely do, do my yard work. That That's helpful. And like just being outside and I, I will definitely get stuff stuck in my head, like songs of ours or songs we're working on while I'm gardening or I'll get an idea. So that's good. Like when you're not really focusing on it, I think that's yes. when sometimes the ideas yes. start to hit. And um, definitely, uh, well, smoking weed is a hobby for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. That helps. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Just like doing random like different workouts. I love doing like a di- like a, you know, something I don't know how to do. Like I've gotten more nice. like into let me do this thing that I know I can't fucking do just because I like what it's going to make me not think about the pain of working out or whatever. So like, you know, doing a boxing class or doing a, a bar class or some, or like some kind of dance class that I have no business doing. I love this. I, like I love this like really introspective look into Melissa's mind, workout <laughs> mind. That's great. Um, walking. I guess that's I that's how I get my exercise. So I take really long walks and I try not to listen to anything on those walks. I just mm. try to go. I don't have my phone and just kind of observe and think and think for, you know, an hour. Yeah. Um, today, I listened to our album on the walk and it feels like I blacked out during the walk. Like I didn't take in anything that I was observing scenery people, cars that I typically walk by. And that was a really bizarre experience. Hmm. Um, And because I called Melissa right at the end. And then I was like, did I just take a walk? I just did. I don't know what happened, though. (laughs) That's our music taking you to a different place. Exactly. I was very focused (laughs) on that. So that but that helped. Right. And but I'm also a gamer. I don't know if I would consider you're a gamer. gamer. Bitch is a gamer. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm obsessed with like one game, uh, which is The Legend of Zelda. Okay, you get it. You get it. Okay, all right. Because I don't, I was like, am I a gamer if I just play one game? <laughs> I've been having this dilemma. But uh, that's when I check out of my life. That's been really helpful. And my husband bought me a, a Nintendo Switch last year at, to play this game. And that's like, that's helpful for me to just check out for like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. If I can spare that time and come back to reality. And that's very helpful to take yeah. those mind breaks personally yeah yeah i tried to get into that shit too i bought myself a a zelda and a switch 
a switch light because I knew I wasn't going to be that oh hardcore, and I have so it's great. got dust on it. But oh I'm really God, determined. You should. You should smoke I know. Some weed I should. But I'm just I, like I tried, and I could not get over out over that mountain. I was just on that oh, mountain, falling. It's, it's hard. Falling on the shit, know. and then that one guy came after me, yes. and I was like, I can't. I don't want to fight. Yeah, you well, know. You, maybe that's not your thing. Maybe that game isn't your thing. Maybe not. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. There's going to be some gamer that's going to be so pissed. It's like that guy from Zelda. That is Lord Goldbeard. Right? Or what I have know. You. It's so true. He's like a troll-looking thing. He's very colorful yeah. and got me. I think he has horns. Oh yeah. The um. Oh yeah. The he was bo- mad. Bo- 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 oh, which bo- I've had a whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a whole conversation that, about the way to pronounce that because people say it's Bacoblins. And I'm like, that's not the right way. It's Bocoblins. I agree with that. <laughs> Noobs. This is why I like, need therapy or something. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, oh my Lord. god. Good Lord. I thought of another hobby which of mine, which is watching documentaries. I fucking mm. love watching documentaries and just going to sleep. Like put it on, watch it for like ten minutes, learn something about like Martin Luther. Uh-huh. He nails up the shit on the door of the church and then I fall asleep. <laughs> Boom. I, I But it's watch, cool. I learn snippets about everybody. I, I watch like Columbo and then go to sleep. I just like, yeah, how are you going to solve this? I'm gone. Just, I'm done. I'm going to do his thing and I'm going to be in dream. Uh-huh. I think that's I great. About it's a, so soothing. It is. Hopefully I don't dream about a murder from the 70s. That's that's the thing I'm looking yeah, for. Right. Like, Shit, my collars, my lapels. You gotta, oh, you got to check out Poirot. You got to check out Poirot. I'm in, uh, that's like, I want to say 30s. Okay. And it's set in uh, Belgium, maybe. It's I'll so it good. Up. This guy's got a mustache. Solving I murders. And, I know it's yeah. so messed up. I'm reading this bu- uh, book about Hitler right now before bed. And it's like, I re- it puts me to sleep. And I'm shocked that I don't like have these really messed up dreams. <laughs> I know what you mean. But I'm learning a lot. I'm not, it's just not like a, this is not a pro-Hitler book. She's Jewish. She's of, Jewish. I'm Jewish. It's the rise and fall of the Third Reich. I'm learning about my people. I was sitting there, I'm so, like, what are we doing here? I know, I didn't really, I, uh, did, I did not set that up right. It, it reminded me of this, um, I, I'm doing this web series, it reminds me of like this intro I did, and we were talking about like making knives, and I was like, I'm going to troll the videographers, and I was like, you know when you're cooking up crack and you gotta cut it up, you need something sharp? <laughs> They were like, the fuck are you talking about? I was like, uh. uh oh God, I love it. I know. It's like some people are gone. I, yeah. I try to interject some of my like personality into it because everything is a bit to me. And if I can do that, then it's like, that's what's satisfying. And in yeah. that, it's, it's a backhanded way to get to my next in penultimate. Well, my next question, I have like two more after this. Um, what is most satisfying about your work? Um, like coming up with music, writing music, what's most satisfying about it? Is it the performing aspect? Is it the writing process? Is it the collaborative process? Uh, which, I, which I said really weird. What's um, the most satisfying part of your creative process? Mm. There's so It depends. It really depends on what we're working on. Like right today, you know, we were talking about the order of the album. We're like listening to all the, the tracks right now and deciding what order we want to put them in. And there, there's just like these moments of just euphoria when you're like realizing how good it is yeah. and that, and then there's no audience, there's nothing, but it's just the, your music and thinking about the work that you did and whatever. It's like, it all just kind of culminates in this moment where you're like, holy shit. And then there's these moments in the studio where you hear the song for the first time after like the rough mix or whatever. And you're like, holy shit. And then there's the moments where it's like a sold out whatever show. 
and people are screaming and you can't even hear the pitcher singing. So I, that's, I think I love, that's what I love about what we do is there's so many ways to get that mm-hmm. joy, yeah. you know? Yep. She nailed it. It's, it's, it just depends on the day. Obviously we haven't had a real performance in a really long time, which is why I think so many people are writing albums right now and getting that stuff out. But that's really so satisfying right now and really joyful. I dig it. It's and it sounds like it's just the whole thing. It's not like you're just eliciting joy from this one area, because if you do right. it for that one area, then if that area is changed or modified, then you're not creating. You're not getting that endorphin hit or what have you. And right. uh, I think I think a lot of people have realized that. And that's why some people who some people been able to pivot. Um, during this mm-hmm. last year and st- still try to get their stuff out there in different and unique ways. Like I mm-hmm. like a lot of stand-up comedy and before the shit went down as it were, I was recording this podcast in a um, comedy uh, in, in a where comedy show, what have you in that, that space mm-hmm. at a uh, big improv. And I used to record there all the time. And when this shifted, I was like, all right, let me do a process of converting the home into more of a studio, having the green screen and having some of this stuff set up to be equipped to kind of get a decent conversation, a decent interview. And it's been going well. But if I wasn't able to do that and it's like, well, if it's not there at this comedy club, then it's not good. It's not what I wanted to do, bro. And it's like, Mm -hmm. just get the process, talking to Mm -hmm. people, getting to know people, learning about their creative process is very important because listening Mm -hmm. to creatives I, I get a lot of energy from it's like, yeah, yeah, you do that shit. Hell yeah, do that shit. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. No, I think it's great. It feels good to have it change from day to day, that joy and that fever of mm-hmm. just feeling like something's really good and something's then something's good that's happening or something is good that's I can't, yeah. I can't talk right no, now. No, you're, you're made, you made sense. Made it's sense. like fruit all over again. <laughs> fruit. fruit. <laughs> Word. Um, so um, I got two more questions. Um, uh, locally, and, it, and this is a little broader, uh, locally and pie in the sky as broad as possible, who would you most likely want to collaborate with? Oof, that's a great question. Mm, locally. Should we do that first? Yeah. Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, there's, yeah, it's hard to narrow it like down. artist we love? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was immediately thinking of those those um, that flower place. Oh my goodness! Which I can't Steel remember. Steel cut flowers. I think it would be really cool to do like a video mm-hmm, with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like using flowers. We some had way. talked a long time ago about doing like a bluegrass album. Yeah, and collaborating yeah. with artists that specialize in playing that sort of music. I think that would be, I think any sort of like genre that mm-hmm. we would want to dabble in, it would be great to go to the top people in those genres and say, hey, we want to do, we want to try this. Right, because our thing, our whole thing is give us whatever, we can sing whatever, like mm-hmm. anything. And we can sound like we need to sound mm-hmm. in that genre. Not that, whatever. Anyway, that's that's the thing. So would yeah. you, I think one of our goals is like, you know, we're doing this album of greatest hits. We also like have an, uh, you know, a live album that we're working on. Um, and why not have this this uh, collection of repertoire that really shows how we can fluid, how we can fluidly. I don't know what's the fucking thing I'm trying to say. How we can seamlessly fucking go from genre to genre and sing the shit out of things. Okay, totally. there you go. That's the best way I can say it. 
yeah. Effective. I, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, I remember yeah. the idea of doing like an acoustic, yeah. acoustic album. So, I mean, like we've worked with so many great people and the great thing about Baltimore is there are so many amazing artists in the city who, if we ever reached out to them, I feel like the, just the Baltimore spirit is like, yes, and yeah, they're open. Let's do it. Let's do it for open. Let's work on something together. Yeah. Um, but like pie in the sky. I was just like, I don't know why this came into my mind, but I would want Ariana Grande to produce an album oh, for Outcalls. Wow. Like that would be incredible. But it would be her, not her, the people who work for her or whatever. But that like some artists that we admire and I admire Ariana Grande. She's not like maybe the top, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that would be cool. Yeah. Pop artists. Yeah. Right. So see like what, what they came up. Oh, my God. Bruno Dude. Mars. Describe um, real quickly. uh you're um you're baltimore like how would how do you see baltimore from your vantage point and then we'll go into some shameless plugs and then we'll wrap i think it's really important for people in positions of power that we have elected to invest in the arts community in baltimore i think those conversations are happening right now from what i understand the the general assembly voted on some sweeping uh, measures to get funding to to artists um and I just think it's it's really important that we continue like, you know, to press on our leaders to to fund us because we are vital to the community. And we all know we are, especially because COVID has really made that even more apparent. And I also feel like along with those moves to like fund the arts, we also have to like tackle the very real problem of fucking white supremacy and sexism in our industry. And people need to be put in positions of power to really tackle those problems head on. It can't just be this glossing over and this conversation we continue to happen that that we continue to have that doesn't result in any action because it's continuing to keep artists like us down. Um, And it, I think not only is it just keeping us down like spiritually, but it's also like fucking up our whole industry and like our fiscal industry if that if that makes sense like there there's no reason we shouldn't be thriving as a city um and i think that there's i don't know there there there, there's like active there's action that's uh, that people are actively suppressing the arts here and um yeah and it's it's just it's just a pro. It's just a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've we've heard this co- this question not as not posed in this way necessarily. Like what 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 Baltimore do you envision? But we've heard the question like, what is Baltimore's music scene like? We've heard that question so much over the years, and like this uh, concept of why oh why is Baltimore like always this underground sort of place? And it's fucking not. It's not an underground place. It's a fucking underfunded place. And it's a place that's treated like yeah, trash. Appreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a direct result of white supremacy that that's happening. So that. That's a great answer. <laughs> and it's 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 an honest answer. And uh, I agree with it. And it's um, I've a- asked that question in kind of a different way and multiple podcasts. And it kind of gets down to it. it gets down to pretty much the crux of what's happening here, because, you know, oftentimes Baltimore doesn't get what it deserves in terms of recognition and so on. And those few I always describe it as we're told that there's a pie that has eight slices. There's not. 
there's probably three slices, but we're told that there's eight and we're all fighting for that eight. But two of those three that are actually sitting there are already yeah. earmarked. So you're really just fighting for one slice. Yeah. And it has all of the stuff in there. All of this is the, the secret sauce of there's baked into the pie. It's the, the racism, the systemic racism, the sexism, all of that stuff is baked in there. And mm-hmm. it's like, have at it, fight for it. You're an artist, go ahead and do yeah. it. And um, that needs to change. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely. There's so much greatness here, and I'm I'm really sick of this uh, attitude of Baltimore having to prove itself. Always, mm-hmm. Baltimore has proven itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't take. Uh, yeah, it, it it's it's clear to see that anybody who to who attends a show here, anybody who makes art here, knows that we have great shit happening here. I've. Uh... Yeah. I, I said this the other day and it's probably spicy and all of that stuff because, you know, and occasionally I get to become spicy Rob. But uh, I was like, you know, for all of these vendors that have a certain aesthetic or certain energy that are popping up in Lexington Market, I was like, wasn't it already like the world famous Lexington Market mm-hmm. before? Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. that's a problem. Got it. And like, I'm just, oh, my gosh. Every shack. time I see one of those posters that says, like, apply for to be a vendor. It like hurts my soul. Yeah. To yeah. think of the people who had businesses in there. Yeah. Who are not. I don't know what the situation is. I'm speaking purely from just an observing standpoint. Um, but it's it's weird. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. I'll be very curious to know what is going to become of that place. Forty two dollar pizzas. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, Did you exactly. see that tweet about Cross that Street Market? Tweet. Yeah. I saw that tweet. Yeah. 24-inch pizza, though? What the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. That's a big-ass pizza. It's, it's designed it's to keep terrible. people out of there I mean, that Baltimore's can't afford pizza. not known pizza. for their pizza. Right. They should be known for their music, not the pizza. I, I, I <laughs> exactly. had this same assessment I looked at. Uh, this part of um, the Inner Harbor that's like over there on Key Highway. And mm-hmm. I was just like, huh, this looks like a gallery. And this is the imagery. I was like, you know, they're going to have like some weird curfew or some bullshit. You got to have an ID to mm-hmm. come in. It's just going to be just mm-hmm. coded bullshit of like, oh, you're black, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can't say mm-hmm. that. Oh, what's your zip code before you can come mm-hmm. in here? But hey, what do I know? Yeah, it's like what mm-hmm. we're seeing with all the dress code drama with the Atlas Restaurant Group. Yeah. Uh, podcast about that a little like bit later. <laughs> oh, good, good. Good. Yeah, no, it's just very telling. It's very telling. You're, they're telling on themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, having that gumption and that desire to say, yeah, this is who we are. Here's some, here's some bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Correct. Yeah. Right. But leaving it. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's it's the last thing I was going to say was just it's sometimes it surprises me that that's in Baltimore. You would think it wouldn't be, Mm -hmm. but it fucking is. And it shouldn't be a surprise. And I think there isn't there are enough of us. There are enough of us to make something happen. It's just going to take a lot of work. So uh, in closing, um, again, I want to thank you both for coming on to this podcast. And here's an opportunity to shamelessly plug website, all of the stuff. Great. Yeah. Yes, our website is www.outcallsband.com. And you can find all of our social handles on the website. We've got an album coming out September. Yes. That's the projected date. I think we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely going to happen. I mean, the songs are done. Music to be coming before that, though. We're going to have an outdoor show at the Auto Bar. Actually, yep. Uh, within the next few months, date TBD. This is airing in June. Fuck. Right. Yes. Right. So. So we'll pro- we probably will have played that show. So never yeah, mind. Right. <laughs> um. 
Just go to the go to the website. Talk I, about the album. Means, yeah, album's a good idea. Album, yes, greatest hits volume one coming out September. Um, and show any shows that we're going to be playing will be uh, available at, at alcoholsband.com. Mm-hmm. And we have a Spotify. We've got a mm-hmm. Bandcamp. Um, if Bandcamp is doing still doing Bandcamp Fridays at this point in time, definitely check us out on that because we have new music up. There yeah. you have it. Um, Britt, Melissa, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank, thank you. So you. Much for us. Yeah, it was really just a delight to, to talk with you. Thanks. Um, so for Outcalls, I'm Rob Lee saying it is art in and around Baltimore. Just got to look for it. <laughs>